It's Wednesday, January 13th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Funds, the portfolio manager, Bill Mann. Happy Wednesday. It's freezing out. <laughs> it is really cold. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, it is cold. It is cold because it's the kind of cold. We're in a studio. We're fine. People from Minnesota right now are going, oh, yeah. you pathetic people. people. from New England are like, shut <laughs> the hell up, you whiny, it's, thin-skinned children. Um, it's Virginia cold. But, but in certain parts of our office where there are a lot of windows, that's when you know. Oh, yeah. That's when you know it's really cold. Right by my desk, you could hang meat. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, actually. Uh, we are going to... We're going to get to a bunch of things, uh, including uh, a special video event th- uh, that you and I are going to be doing tomorrow, along with other members of the Full Funds team. Yeah. We'll hold off on that for the moment, but let's let's just start with earnings writ large, which have officially started because Alcoa has reported, but really kick into high gear next week and the, and the week after that. And I'm curious, particularly given the start to this year for investors. <laughs> How are you viewing this upcoming earnings season? Is there anything in particular you're looking for? I'm super curious at what Chipotle is going to say, for example. I, I said just super the other day, curious. that to me is the it's number one on my list of conference calls I want to listen to. Yeah. And frankly, I, I don't even know what's number two on the list. That is, yeah. that is going to be- Number two the- has got to be Valiant, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, can we talk about Valiant for a second? We can. Valiant Pharmaceuticals, uh, in this bizarre situation where the CEO is in the hospital with super pneumonia. Yes. Yeah. And th- and I hope he gets better. Like I'm not. Yes. I'm not. But, uh, you know. But, I'm, I'm not laughing at anyone's physical ailments. But the fact that someone or some group of people at Valiant decided. Rather than have an interim CEO, or rather just have the chief operating officer step up and assume, we're going to appoint three people to be CEO. And I just, I don't know in what universe that makes sense for any situation. In the in, let me let me let me put you in the correct universe. Okay, I, I think Valiant is possibly as close to any company right now in the U.S. markets that is. Likely to be investigated by the SEC, likely to be investigated by any competent jurisdiction for a lot of different reasons. And I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not making a statement of guilt or that they did anything. I happen to think it's kind of a dirty company, but that's you know that's 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 neither. But you here think nor there, there are enough curious things going on? Yes. That that Uncle Sam's going to start to get curious. Yes. Yeah. I I I, I do. I do. I think that that is. I think that that's incredibly likely. So I think that it is probably very, very smart for them to have a team in place that can handle the operations and then handle whatever regulatory dandruff comes down the pike because they have they have a target on their backs. You know, um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the big uh, um, uh, purchasing agencies really, really don't want to deal with. With Valiant anymore, um, you know, are not going to give them any kind of a benefit of a doubt. So they they need a lot of guys. So I don't know what'll come from it. It's not a position that we've ever had. It's not one that we've contemplated. Uh, I I enjoy watching it, uh, but it's you know that I I think it makes a lot of sense. But I am very 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 curious to see what uh, what happens on their earnings call. 
a year ago this time, the city of Boston, New England in general, but the city of Boston was getting hit with so much snow that it was, uh, as investors, it was easy to sort of look out six months in the future and say, okay, there are going to be, (laughs) very reasonably, there are going to be some companies that on their spring earnings call... They're going to say snow. Yeah, they're going to be talking about snow, and rightfully snow. How many times do you think this earnings season are we going to hear companies invoke China in their conference call and talk, you know, or headwinds from China? I mean, that I feel like if I could buy stock in companies talking about China on their conference call, that's a stock that would do well. It'll be it'll it'll be substantial. It 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 will certainly be substantial amongst any natural resources companies because that has been the area that I think China has really directly impacted the most. Uh, It'll be substantial in some international consumer type businesses, businesses that sell directly into China. It will probably also come out in places like I bet you somewhere some home builder will say, oh yeah, well the Chinese, you know, the the Chinese economy has impacted us for a couple of reasons. One, because uh wealthy Chinese have been buying a lot of real estate in, you know, in in the US and in other countries. And then also they are very much um Tied to their pricing of natural resources, so I think that may be that. Maybe that's not the question you asked, but that's no, the one no, I'm going with. The weirdest place where you're going to hear China invoked is some home builder, probably in California, but it could be anywhere. Do you think there are going to be companies that attempt to use China as an excuse, and then it'll be easy to, as investors, just to say, uh, "We're going to call shenanigans." Oh this. sure, <laughs> oh sure. I mean, when is it? When when is it not the? Uh, in terms of thinking about how we think, whenever a company invokes the easy bogeyman, we pay attention. We pay attention to see like what you know because it's because it's easy. It's an easy thing to give you know to give a company a pass if they say China. If their management is worth anything at all, they probably would have seen the slowdown in Chinese natural resources demand coming. I I think so. Yeah. I I'm always I'm always skeptical a little bit because managers get paid a huge amount of money and if they're direct you know if they have business direct with China they should have at least game plan for something like this. Let's move over to financial services. J.P. Morgan is one of those big Wall Street banks that makes a lot of money. No, that doesn't mean that uh, CEO Jamie Dimon isn't looking to tighten up the. Purse strings just a little bit, and now we see reports that he's looking to cut the Bloomberg terminals at his business. And when you consider that a Bloomberg terminal costs twenty one thousand dollars a year to, I guess, rent. Yeah, and they've got what a couple thousand. They're spending easily a couple thousand. I saw a number, and you'd hope I would have I would have verified it before I came into the studio. But I saw a number that was in the eight digits for how much they're spending in on Bloomberg each year at you know at J.P. Morgan. I mean, let's I, just. I kind of like that Jamie Diamond is saying, you know what, you know, we, we don't need all these, and maybe we don't need any of these. Yeah, I think that probably one the uh, the folks at uh, you know so. 
I'm trying to use a different word than mafia, but I'm going to fail at it. I think that, uh, that that Bloomberg is the closest thing to like a mafia power that exists in you know in 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 finance because it is such a default, and they have been able for years to come in and say, "Well, this is our pricing." Uh, discount? No, no, there's no discount. This is our pricing. So even for places like uh, you know even even for places like J.P. Morgan, there are now credible. Uh, alternatives to Bloomberg, and one that's very exciting to a lot of people is called Icon, and it'll be. It's not tied to Carl Icon, is it? Uh, no, but that would be awesome. Okay. Yeah, different spelling. It's E I K O N. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Carl Icon. Um, <laughs> I bet she's going to try and take credit for it. Now he's like, "Why didn't I think of that?" Um, yeah. So they are. They may be negotiating a little bit, but they it may be as as much a message for his staff inside is if you want this twenty one thousand dollar a year terminal, you had best be producing. So if you are a producer, we have no problem whatsoever. But if you're not a producer, this is the this is the beginning of a list of things that are you know that 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 are at question, probably including your job. But yeah, you know, we'll start here. And for those unfamiliar, because Bloomberg, just as general consumers as as Retail investors, Bloomberg. We're much more likely to encounter Bloomberg, the news organization, Bloomberg podcasts, etc. And Michael Bloomberg built that media empire, but yeah. he built the, the goose that lays the golden egg year after year for Bloomberg is these terminals, yeah. which cost twenty one thousand dollars a year and essentially give you any financial information you could ever want at your fingertips. And in the 1980s and the 1990s, I could see where, well, this is this is a must-have. We have to have this. But now we just sort of look at it. And I don't know. Yeah. I just... I, I, Bloomberg I is the closest thing that they ha- that 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 you have on Wall Street that is like the Owl Network in Harry, Harry Potter world. Not only do they get the you know they have their own news service and it's clo- it's it's a closed environment, but they also have a messaging service that is that is highly prized because everyone on Wall Street and by Wall Street I don't just mean New York City. I mean San Francisco, Tokyo, you know Kazakhstan, whatever. Whoever is in finance, they have a Bloomberg terminal so they can speak with each other. There is you know it's a secured messaging system and it's closed um yeah but it i, I think that uh, i i i think that the the vapor lock they have on that business is breaking a little bit and jamie diamond is is swinging a hammer but it's not something that uh, people who are outside of finance are necessarily familiar with just how dependent people are uh in you know in finance on bloomberg well and i can see particularly for smaller outfits outfits not necessarily for something the size of jp morgan but i could see for for smaller outfits there's a one of the benefits. It's a little bit of a status symbol. You're bringing clients in. Oh yeah, we're in touch with everything because we've got a Bloomberg. Terminal. Every every picture of every trading floor or every PM shop you've ever seen seems to have a Bloomberg terminal in the back, and it's got some chart or whatever. That's exp- I mean that's an expensive backdrop. We don't have one. We don't we 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 don't use Bloomberg at all. I mean I think that uh, you know I think that we are. Uh, yeah, we're definitely out of the ordinary. Whenever we get asked by uh, by a broker, they say, "Well, send us your your Bloomberg uh, contact," and we don't have one. Uh, but I, I I don't see the need for us. I, I you know I, I I really don't. And I think that the you know that that the absolute need amongst people uh, in finance is declining. I just want to note that you compared Bloomberg both to the mafia and the Owl Network. Thank you very much. In Harry Potter. I'm prouder of one than the other, and I'd love to know from readers which one they think that may be. Listeners, whatever.
market for You can read this, right? Can you read this? Uh, The U.S. government's dietary guidelines for Americans were released last week. They are updated every five years. And for the first time ever, Uncle Sam weighed in on coffee. And let me quote directly here from the report. Drinking up to five cups of coffee a day can be part of a healthy lifestyle. The report goes on to say, strong and consistent evidence shows that consumption of coffee within the moderate range is not associated with increased risk. Of Five the- cups is the moderate range. Yes. That might be my favorite part. Yeah, this is this is the best news I've heard all year, and probably will be all year. Uh, is not associated with increased risk of major chronic diseases. Uh, and goes on to say that consuming uh, as much as five cups a day was associated with health benefits such as reduced risk of heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Now. <laughs> and improved general awesomeness. Yes. By the way, it, it did say part of a healthy diet. Like, drinking five cups of coffee is not the entirety of a it's healthy not, lifestyle, right? It's, to mix metaphors, it's not the silver bullet. It's not the it, silver it, bullet. It's not the, well, it doesn't matter what else I'm doing. I'm not exercising. I'm eating pizza every night. But I'm drinking five cups of coffee, so I'm So fine. it's good. It's part of a healthy lifestyle. Now, besides what wonderful... Things this means for we you, knew this was true, right? You, you, me, Bill Barker, and and beyond the fact that we now get to hold this over the heads of uh, at least one of our colleagues who is is, is on wrong. some sort of internal anti coffee kick here at the yeah. Manly Fool. I, I got to say, I once I got over my initial giddiness about this report, I started to do what I learned from you many years ago, which is read the news like an investor. And when I read this report, I thought to myself, wait a minute. This is the first time this has ever happened. We talk about what does it mean for investors that people are living longer, and and where do we want to invest? And you hear all the time about the healthcare industry and pharmaceuticals and that kind of thing. Hey, if people are living longer than ever, aren't they going to be drinking more coffee? I mean, doesn't this just mean we're going to be drinking a lot more? The ceiling on how much coffee we're going to drink in our lifetime just went up. That's right. I also, and you'd think I would know this, I also would like to know who makes Ambien, because someone, (laughs) something is going to have to counteract the amount of caffeine that people now are recommended to be consuming in the form of coffee, which may not bother you or me, but you know. (laughs) For some people it does. So, yeah, but anything that has like late night implications, I mean, that's a strong buy in my book at this point. This Taco this, Bell, this part only, of a, part of a healthy lifestyle, yeah. Taco Bell. But this only adds to my conviction that if I get to hold a stock for 40, 50 years, I don't get to touch it. It's going to be Starbucks, or you know, no. or or some other coffee stock, maybe Dunkin' Brands. But it's really hard to see coffee getting disrupted in the way that, say, the automobile industry is on the verge of being disrupted. Yeah, you know, the only reason I would push back is is if you look at, and, and Starbucks, I think, makes a, makes, makes a good cup of, cup of coffee. I think we got a, you know, an email a while ago, including, was it from the Tampa Coffee Club, yes. saying, please stop drinking crap coffee? Yeah. I happen to think that, that Starbucks makes a decent cup of coffee. I think there's a lot better co- coffees out there, but it's pretty good. I would I would be worried that Starbucks could be disruptive disrupted by artisan coffees becoming a thing in a, in the way that our craft beers have become. I was just going to say in the way in the way that uh, we're we're seeing in the beer industry. Yeah, and in fast food, you know, I think that uh, you know McDonald's is no longer anywhere close to being because there are there are really awesome alternatives. Um, that said, I. 
yeah, this is it's it's pretty exciting to me, and I think that uh, that 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 coffee that coffee. Excuse me, I'm just going to start calling Starbucks coffee. <laughs> that Starbucks has you know ought to be pretty excited by this news. Before we wrap up, I mentioned this at the top. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, a video webinar tomorrow. Uh, let me give the uh, time and date: Thursday, January fourteenth. 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, the Fool Funds team, Bill Mann, Bill Barker, Charlie Travers, uh, and I'm going to be joining them to host it. Uh, we're going to be doing a video roundtable to discuss the current market environment, what it means for investors, uh, where the Fool Funds team is finding value in the market, and why they're pretty excited for 2016 uh, to check it out, to watch the video. Uh, again, it's going to be live. Thursday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. You can go to foolfunds.com slash insights. That's I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S. Foolfunds.com slash insights to watch the video. It's going to be live tomorrow. It's going to be uh, fun. And afterwards, yeah. uh, we'll. I think we're, we're going to post it uh, maybe a day or two later. Though. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but check it out. It should be fun. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of people have been very nervous about what's happened so far in 2016 with the markets. And... These types of times happen. I mean, they, they, they are guaranteed to happen in the markets because if you think about the things that people are pointing to that are the risk factors, they're not new. You know, people have known for years that China, you know, that China's growth rate was declining. And, you know, just for example. So, you know, we just we we hope to come out of this with people feeling like you know feel, feeling like they can be a little bit more confident that long term investing is not being impacted by what's happening you know what what what's happening over the over the the past few months and and probably the next few months. And I should add, this is not simply for shareholders of Motley Fool Funds. Anybody, this is, this is for anybody. Yeah. It's a free video webinar Thursday morning, yeah. eleven a.m. Foolfunds.com/slash/insights uh, if you want to check it out. Thanks for being here. Great to see you, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of the Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.